With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come up Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise. 
this morning as never before, Father. We just thank you for your holy presence. Thank you, Lord, for moving on behalf of us, your people, oh God. We thank you right now, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name, I declare and decree, oh God, as you said in your word, that your word will not return back to you, Lord. It will do that what you send it to do. So I declare it and decree it right now. Your word will not return back to you, Lord. It will perform that what you send it to do. So I thank you even now, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah for your presence, God. I can't thank you enough, God, because it's all about you. It's all about your anointing. It's not by our power or our might, but it is all by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Our topic this morning is, excuse me, El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. Hallelujah. I thank the Lord that we no longer have to accept crumbs. I thank the Lord we no longer have to live like spiritual paupers. I thank the Lord that we no longer have to compromise, that we no longer uh, have to just sit except sitting at the table. But not only do we sit at the table of our Heavenly Father at the banquet table, which he offered to us a few weeks ago, but we also receive all that he has given unto us. This is a time of restoration. This is a time of of overflow of the blessings of God in every area, in every area, wherever there's lack, wherever there's a want, wherever there's a need, wherever there is a desire, God is supplying that even now but to the overflow because he has called us to be a blessing to the body of Christ and to those coming into the body of Christ and to those who don't know him in his saving power that we are the witnesses he's called us to be because of his glory that's manifested in our lives. So I thank him that he's showing forth that glory even now. Even now, this is a time for us to receive more than enough. Again, that every need is supplied, every desire is supplied, and not only that, we have more than enough left over to be a blessing to meet the needs in the kingdom of God. Because as it says in Deuteronomy 8.12, that he has uh, uh, 8.12 through 12 through 18, and in 18 he says he gives us the ability to get wealth. So we just bless God this morning, again, that he's given us the ability to get wealth and, and that he, you know, we're always with a blessing. All oh, when God moves in our lives, he always gives us a warning, and his warning is that as he blesses us, as we become fat, as we receive the riches and the choice, he is the best, because God only gives the best. Hallelujah. He only gives the finest, and as he gives us those things, and we walk into our wealthy place, that we do not forget about him, that we do not start to walk in pride. So God is, is as he's giving us this word of abundance this morning, that we recognize as we go forward, 
forth and the, and the, and what he's speaking as it is manifested in our lives that we do not forget who gave it to us and who deserves all the glory, the honor, and the praise. And it's easy for us to say right now that we won't forget him, that we'll always give him the glory and the honor. But we know the more God uses us, we get busy and we get consumed with that which we have. And, and it's easy to forget. It's easy to forget. We see that all around with so many leaders in the body of Christ even now, how they have forgotten where they came from and who gave them. And I call it that Neb spirit, that Nebuchadnezzar where God blesses and then you start walking around and looking at all that you have and thinking this is what I have done. And we know that's just the plan of the enemy so that he could destroy the works of God. But we know today, and I declare and decree, we will not give into that spirit of pride. We will not give into that spirit of deception. We will not give into that which we know the enemy is, is wanting us to give into. We won't give into our flesh because even now we're putting our flesh under subjection. And we are, our purpose and plan is to honor God in all of his glory in the name of Jesus. So I have a, quite a few scriptures that I want to lift up before you because the faith, the word of God says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And in order for us to receive uh, what God has purposed for us, we have to walk in faith because without faith we cannot please him. And that is the conduit, if you will, that God, that is necessary for God to be able to bless us. It's only through faith, it's only through our faith that his glory is manifested in our lives. Everything is all about faith. It's all about our believing. He said, only believe. No matter what you desire, only believe, and it shall be done unto you. He said, if you believe in your heart, whatever you ask, if you believe, you shall receive it. And that is, again, us releasing our faith that we may receive the fullness of God's promises. Amen, amen, and I just bless the Lord for it. You know, um, Pastor Tucker has been doing a um, awesome and mighty teaching on the power of of agreement, and and this is really what what the, most of the scriptures that we're going to come from this morning are all about agreement, all about covenant promises, and 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 even starting with Abraham and how. He had to be in agreement, and again, he, it said that his faith, he had the faith to believe God, even though he had nothing to base it on, but he chose to believe. He chose to have faith in God, and, and he was able to receive the promises. And so we are we are, are Abraham's seed, and so we are to receive. We don't just receive what Abraham received. We, we know that we see, receive uh, an even greater covenant, a greater promise, because not only are we blessed with the material blessings, but we are to be blessed with spiritual blessings, and that's throughout eternity. And so we want to first look at Genesis 15, Genesis 15, when God is making the, the covenant with, at this time, of course, he's Abram before the name change, and, but God is, is giving him the, the covenant promise. And, it's, and it starts with, um, uh, again, chapter 15, starting with verse 13. And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. 
then the Lord said to Abram, you can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them, and in the end they will come away with great wealth. And then, of course, he tells him about what's going to happen to him and when he's going to die of a ripe old age. And then um, uh, skipping down to 18 where it says, And so the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, I'll start with Abram, that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River, the land now occupied by the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Kedemonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Riphites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Gergesites, and the Jebusites. And so we see that there are uh, many people that's occupying that land that we also know throughout Scripture where um, in order to, he said, to possess the land, and to possess the land you have to subdue the enemy. They had to kill off the enemies to be able to occupy the land. And so, of course, for us it's, it's the land of the mind, the land that, you know, our thinking more than anything else and overcoming those behaviors and thought patterns and mindsets that will hinder us from fulfilling the purpose and plan of God for our lives. And because uh, we know that, again, we have an even better covenant so we don't go to kill off people, but we do go to kill off the enemy, which is the devil and all his cohorts. So, again, our weapons are spiritual. They are not natural weapons. They are spiritual weapons. And so our main weapon, of course, is the word of God and our faith and trust and belief in the word of God. So as as you can see just from this scripture that God was letting him know that there was a process, there was a preparation that would be necessary for the fulfillment of the covenant, the agreement that he just made uh, with him. And so, again, our purpose has been showing that his purpose has already been ordained. God is showing him this, and God is showing us that today also, that we know that our purpose has already been ordained since before the beginning of time. And he said as, as he oppresses and go in and possesses the land, that they, when they come out of, out, out of the wilderness and they come out of bondage, they will come out with great wealth. And we know that great wealth, again, is not just material gain, but it's great wealth of the mind, great wealth of the spirit, great wealth in so many areas, every area. Because when they came out, they, again, they, 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 none were sick, none lacked anything. And, but they were given a great wealth, as we know, to go forth to be able to worship God. And, 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 and for us, it's the same thing. We receive that great wealth to be able to go forth to worship God, to worship God in spirit and in truth. And so the spirit, uh, uh, in the spirit, also in the truth of his word, and also in the way that we live, and how we treat one another, and and how God has purposed just again to show Himself mighty in our lives. So again, there's there's so much that we could pull out of this, but we're going to go ahead to our next scripture because we want to build on this. And and my prayer, of course, is that all of us, when when this is finished, our faith will be soaring to such heights that we will start to see immediate manifestation of the abundance of God in our lives. And I know that we all are expecting something from God. 
regardless to what it is. You may you may have all the money you need, the housing, the land, and all of that, but there is something that everybody needs because we know that nobody has arrived. So there, there's something that you're believing God for. So just, again, my prayer is that you put it before the Lord even now as you hear the word of the Lord. So we now want to turn to Genesis 17. Genesis 17, starting with verse 1. And it said, when, and again, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you, guarantee, he's given a guarantee now. Those places you go now, you don't get a guarantee. If you do, it's a short one. But this is an eternal guarantee, hallelujah, because it's still guaranteed to us even today, hallelujah. And they said, I will guarantee to you countless descendants. At this, Abram fell face down on the ground. Then God said to him, This is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. I will I will no longer it will no longer be Abram. Instead you will be called Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations and kings will be among them. See, elevation right there. We've been talking about elevation. So even in that, from the beginning of the covenant that he started speaking, even now he's given them even the more. They won't just be uh, people. They will be people of royalty, people that that uh, have control and dominion over the land. He said, many nations and kings will be among them. I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation. This is the everlasting covenant, everlasting covenant, hallelujah. Again, the covenant that is even alive today and manifesting in our lives. I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. And I will give you the entire land of Canaan where you now live as a foreigner to you and your descendants. It will be their possession forever, and I will be their God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We <clears throat> excuse me, we serve a promise keeper. God is a promise keeper and he's faithful to his word. Whatever he has promised you, whatever he has promised me, he will do it. He said, I will do just what I said. So be mindful even now. What has God promised you? Do you remember what God promised you? It may have been when you first got saved. I don't know. Maybe you got saved 20 years ago and God promised you something and it hasn't come to pass yet. And, 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 and you know, we all are getting older. And, again, some of us are a little more older than others, but we're not 99, I don't think, anyway. But, anyway, regardless of how old you are, no matter how long it's been, God is faithful to his word because it's up to him 
what is necessary for the preparation for what he has called each one of us to do. So even as we go forward, we have to be even careful in this as God blesses us, however he blesses us, that we don't uh, uh, look at how he's blessing someone else because we don't know everybody's story. We don't know all of what God has purposed for anybody else. We don't even know all of what God has purposed for us. But we just have to stay focused on on what God has called us to do and what it is he wants us to do, which way he wants us to go, and and keep our eyes on him that we don't uh, uh, get distracted because the enemy will cause us to be distracted if we're not careful, especially as we start to see people around us getting what they've been believing God for. I mean, we all are blessed because we belong to God. That's first and foremost. But as the blessing starts, the, the, the fact that we're blessed starts to manifest even more that we are careful not to covet or envy or be jealous of anybody else because, again, God has a good and perfect, perfect plan for each one of us. And, and and I don't know about you, but I only want what God has purposed for me because I don't I'm not necessarily made to handle what God will allow you to be able to go through. So God has made each one of us individually and, and uniquely, but he has made and shaped us for a specific purpose. So I may not be able to handle whatever it takes for me to receive what you have. So, again, I just want what God has for me because I know pretty much how God made me and pretty much what I can handle. And even with that, by the grace of God, not in and of myself. So, again, as we go forward, we're going to start to see people all around us within the body of Christ being blessed in a mighty way. And if we're not careful, the enemy will start to whisper. So, again, this is another warning because God is going to do just what he said. Amen. Hallelujah. So we want to turn now to uh, Genesis 28. Genesis 28. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Genesis 28, starting with verse 1. So Isaac called for Jacob, blessed him, and said, You must not marry any of these Canaanite women. Instead, go at once to Badan Aram, to the house of your grandfather before, and marry one of your uncle Laban's daughters. May God Almighty bless you and give you many children, and may your descendants multiply and become many nations. May God pass on to you and your descendants the blessings he promised Abraham. Abraham, may you own this land where you are now living as a foreigner, for God gave this land to Abraham. So Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Padan Aram to stay with his uncle Laban, his mother's brother, the son of a fool, the Aramean. So again, we see again, this is now the third generation. God has done what he said with Abraham. Abraham has passed on, and now it's Isaac, and, and Isaac is, is about to pass on, and he's passing on the blessing to Jacob. And, again, God makes a promise. So in this case, you know, of course they were blessed all along the way, but they still have not possessed the land that God had promised them. So they've received some of the blessings. So we see this is even now in the 
third generation of people that God has promised them, that God has promised them the land of Canaan. Like I said, they haven't received it yet, but they're moving on. So, again, this is the third generation, but God, again, no matter how long it takes, God keeps his promise. And he even let them know how long. So it's not like he didn't know it was going to be generations before this happened. <laughs> and that, that's that's awesome. So he didn't he didn't have to get discouraged and and ask the Lord like many of us do. I'm sure, Lord, what's taking you so long? I thought it would have been done by now. Why does it take so long? But God let him know. And there's different ways that God lets us know. We may not we may not recognize it because we don't want to see it, we don't want to hear it, because many of us, and myself included, don't want to hear the word wait, don't want to hear the word be patient, don't want to hear the word stop right here, don't move any further. We want to just keep moving and want it to happen fast. But, again, God's timing is perfect. You know, we talked about the uh, appointed time, the Kairos moment, and again, again, God has an appointed time, and I believe that this is the appointed time for the many in the body of Christ to receive the abundance of the Lord to be manifested in their lives in every area. I believe this is the appointed time. Last week we talked about the breakthrough. And, of course, we know the breakthrough has to, it starts many times within our mind. Our mindset uh, has, to, has to break through and line up with the word of God that we are able to receive the manifestation of the abundance. So we're not able to believe for it, then God can't do it because we're not walking in faith. Then God only responds to our faith. And hallelujah, I tell you, when I received that revelation, I tell you, I'm like, Lord, let my faith rise, let it rise, let it rise. <laughs> hallelujah, I thank you, Lord, let my faith rise and increase in our faith even now and declare it and decree it even the more. And he said, come up higher. Come up higher in your faith. Come up higher in your thinking. Come up higher in your expectation. Come up higher in believing me that I'm able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. Come up higher and see things from my perspective, saith the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So we're going to turn now to Genesis 35. And, again, we serve a progressive God going from glory to glory, even as we go through the scriptures and going from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory, glory, glory. Now, with this excuse, scripture, and Jacob has returned from Bethel, and he's uh, now uh, talking to his children now as he's moved on. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Um, Genesis 35, starting with verse 9. Now that Jacob had returned from Padam Aram, God appeared to him again at Bethel. God blessed him, saying, Your name is Jacob, but you will not be called Jacob any longer. From now on, your name will be Israel. So God remained, renamed him Israel. Then God said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. You will become a great nation, even many nations. 
Kings will be among your descendants, and I will give you the land I once gave to Abraham and Isaac. Yes, I will give it to you and your descendants after you. Then God went up from the place where he had spoken to Jacob. Amen, 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 amen. That's not the scripture I thought it was, but I still wanted to lift this one out because, again, it's the repeat of the promise that God made to Abram, and he was reminding him of his promise. And, again, throughout the process, throughout the preparation, because we know that Jacob had to go through a process. All of the time that he spent with Laban, all of the time that God had promised him from his mother's womb, that who he would be. It was already determined in his mother's womb, and God is fulfilling even now that which he had purposed through Jacob. And 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 so God, again, is, is, is staying to repeating to him the promise, the blessings that, that even Isaac had spoke to him about. And so God is showing him this. So, again, this is the same way with us when God makes us, us a promise that he doesn't just uh, – tell us one time or show us one time, especially if it's a long period of time that we have to go through the process until that time of or appointed time, that Cairo's moment has come. Hallelujah. Bless God. And sometimes we know it's sooner depending on what it is, but again, God knows all things and his timing again is perfect and we just have to remember what God is saying and it's and it's harder the the longer you go through uh your longer your process is the longer the time of preparation is sometimes you know what's been promised can get a little cloudy so that's why it's good to write out affirmations and and confirmations and confessions of what God has promised and 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 it's not every day, then often we're to, to you know, read over and, and be mindful of what God has promised us because, again, the longer it takes, it can get cloudy. And, it, and, and then sometimes you even wonder, did God really say it? Was I really called? Was I really supposed to do this? Is this what he really said? And so sometimes we have to uh, do this so that we can remember again and knowing again, and the more we know God, the, the 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 more we know that and be assured that what He has promised is going to come to pass. It may not happen the way that we think it will. It may not even most of the time doesn't even happen at the time we think it should happen. Because again, God knows all things, and sometimes we can think we're ready for something. And we're really not because God knows us better than we do. And so we may think that we're ready for something, and God is like, no, you're not ready. And that's why sometimes the circumstances happen in our lives that that are contrary to what God has promised because God wants us to know where we are, and then that also is ways that he uses to build our faith and to cause us to draw closer to him, that we get to know him and what he's able to do. And then as time goes on, we're able to even use these as a, a uh, testimony of, of who God is. And just like we're saying that God is El Shaddai and the God Almighty, the God of more than enough, but how many know that if, unless you experience that time where you don't have more than enough, you're not able to tell somebody. You can tell them what the Word says, but, again, it's about being a witness 
being a witness of who God is and who he say he is and who we're not just saying what we think. We're saying what we know. So I want to back up a little bit where we're talking about, again, El Shaddai and, and talk a little bit about the, the meaning and the history of this word that we're we're even using today. And El Shaddai, which is the all-sufficient God, and, 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 and uh, the Shaddai part of it is shad, it says, means breast, and they give several scriptures in that, and, and uh, where we came from Genesis 17, 1, where Jehovah said to Abram, I am El Shaddai, walk before me and be perfect. So why did the Lord choose to reveal himself in this way to Abram? You know, but God, again, he's a sovereign God, and he knows what it takes to get us to where he wants us to go. And it says most English translations render El Shaddai as God Almighty, probably because the translators of the Septuagint uh, the Greek translation of the Old Testament thought Shaddai came from a root verb, Shaddad, that means to overpower or to destroy. And the Latin Vulgate likewise translated Shaddai as omnipotence, from which we get our word omnipotent. God is so overpowering that he is considered almighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And it says, according to some of the sages, Shaddai is a contradiction of the phrase, I said to the world, die, which is enough, as in the famous word used as the Passover, Haggadah, uh, it would have been sufficient. And it says, God created the world but stopped at a certain point. He left creation unfinished because he wanted us to complete the job by means of exercising love in repair of the world. And it goes on about that, but that's all I'm going to read right now. And I'm reading that from a site, uh, HebrewForChristians.com. Hallelujah. So just wanted to give a little background on the um, word El Shaddai. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And um, looking at El, it says the name of God, El. The word El comes from the root word meaning might, strength, power, and probably derives from the Ugaritic term for God. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the scripture, the, many, the primary meanings of this root are God, which is with the small g, pagan or false gods. But God, the true God of Israel, sometimes means the mighty, referring to mental angels. When used, the true God of Israel, El, is almost always qualified by additional words that further define the meaning that distinguish him from false gods. These other names and titles are sometimes called construct forms. So again, El, meaning might, strength, and power. And again, the all-sufficient God, the almighty God, he's called the breasty one. And when the scripture talks about the breasty one, it's a nourishment and the source. He is our source. He is the breasty one. He has all that we need, all that we desire. And that's why he told him, he said, I am that I am, when he was talking to Moses. So whatever you need me to be, and that's what he's saying to us even today, whatever you need me to be, I am him, I am he, I am it, all all that you need, I am your source, I am your source. 
um, uh, years ago when I first became saved, I wanted to have a better understanding of salvation. And uh, the Lord gave me a um, an analogy, uh, which is like, let's say, a mother when she's having a child and, and the child is connected to the umbilical cord. And, of course, the mother is that child's source. And when the child comes into the world, then that source, um, that umbilical cord is cut. So she's no longer the source. The source is, is now comes from the outside. And when we look at that from a spiritual sense, it's the same way with God. But, but then when we, you know, we, we came into the world, and so when we're born into the world, they said, we, we, the word says we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So we, there's already that disconnect. We are born already into that disconnect, already where we're not connected to our true source. But then when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ, then we are reconnected. So now there's that connection of that umbilical cord, God being our source, Jesus being that umbilical cord. So we're we're now reconnected to our source. So you said the ministry of reconciliation, we've been reconciled back to our Heavenly Father, and God is restoring the source of in, in original uh, intent of his purpose starting from Genesis where he said we are made in his image and he gave us dominion over everything. So God's original intent, and that's what this covenant is about, the Abrahamic covenant is about. That's where the new covenant is about about through the Lord Jesus Christ, the fullness of the purpose and original intent of God, that we are, 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 are reconnected back to him because he is our source. And, and there's also were studies where uh, when, when people, uh, when women had babies and say the mother died or the baby was left out or and if, if the child was not touched by a human being, eventually that child would die because they needed that connection. They needed to, to have that human touch. And when they did not receive that human touch, they would die. So, again, with us, with, we're never really connected to God. We may be living physically, but we're, we're really dead. We're spiritually dead. And that's why it says when we become saved, we are regenerated. We are born again. Our spirit man is reborn. And so we are reconnected. We are alive again in the spirit. Uh, um, because before that we were in, we were our spirit beings, so we were with God. But when we came into the earth, that we that's where that disconnection is. So thank God for Jesus that we are now reconnected and we are born again through the Spirit of God. And so God is even in the natural is is through His Word through the Holy Spirit. He's reconnecting us, not just in the spirit, but now in the natural, that he said that we, again, are made in his image. So because of the spirit, the Holy Spirit, our spirit, we're reconnected. And so our spirit reconnecting him, reconnecting even our flesh to do the will of God, to do the will of God. So though this heavenly body will pass away, we will always be connected to our Heavenly Father because of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, again, <clears throat> passing on the blessings of God, and we want to look at Genesis 48. We want to look at Genesis 48. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Excuse me, Genesis 48, and I'm going to start at verse 1 again. One day, not long after this, word came to Joseph. Your father is failing rapidly, so Joseph went to visit his father, and he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. When Joseph arrived, Jacob was told, your son Joseph has come to see you. So Jacob gathered his strength and sat up in bed. Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty, El Shaddai, appear to me and left in the land of Canaan, and he and blessed me. He said to me, I will make you fruitful, and I will multiply your descendants. I will make you a multitude of nations, and I will give you this land of Canaan to your, excuse me, to your descendants after you as an everlasting possession. So, again, we see the promise of God that he made to Abram and even on down now to Joseph. The promise still stands. It has not changed. It has not been altered. He didn't pull anything away from it. He didn't say because of all these generations or because of whatever, I'm not going to do it. But God is, again, he's faithful to his word, and I, and I believe that's what the Lord wants us to see this morning in the different scriptures that I have read thus far. His faithfulness to his, excuse me, to his word, to his promises. Now, I have, of course, many more scriptures, but I'm not going to read them all, but I, I, I do want to reference them. Uh, we may look at uh, Genesis uh, 49 through 25. And and I'm going to read that one, and it says, uh, Even by the God of thy Father who shall help thee, and by Almighty who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lieth under, blessings of the breast and of the womb, the blessings of thy Father have prevailed above the blessings of thy progenitors unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that will separate that will separate from his brethren. And this of course is Jacob blessing his sons and this is his blessing to Joseph. And again that's um Genesis twenty five and twenty six. And I'm gonna read it again but in the living translation. May the God uh, your Father help you. May the Almighty bless you with the blessings of the heavens above and the blessings of the watery depths below and blessings of the breast and womb. May the blessings of your Father surpass the blessings of the ancient mountains reaching to the heights of the eternal hills. May these blessings rest on the head of Joseph, who is a prince among his brothers, who is a prince among his brothers. And I think that was uh, the same word that, that was spoken over Jabez that said he was a prince among his brothers. So, you know, and we know the story with, with Joseph. Many of us know the story with Joseph and how his brothers thought to kill him, but because of, I think, his brother Reuben, they didn't kill him. They threw him in a pit. And then, of course, he went and, you know, he was sold into slavery and he ended up being uh, over all the people in uh, Egypt. But, um, again, and this says to me how no matter what we have to go through, you know, again, our, our journey, our preparation, the you know, the wilderness experience, whatever you want to call it, 
all that we have to go through in order to be prepared for what God has purposed for us, uh, 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 it, it still stands, no matter how detrimental it may be or how painful or or how long it may take. And, and of course, you know, when he was promised to be uh, a ruler and then here he is in prison. So, again, when when <laughs> When we get a promise of a word from the Lord, we know that we got to go through some stuff to prepare us for the blessing. And, again, I believe that many of us are prepared people in the body of Christ that have been prepared for a blessing, and especially those that are under the sound of my voice, whether you're listening to this live or whether you're listening to it at a later date. If you're listening to this message, I believe that the Lord has led you to listen to this message. We know that our steps are ordered by the Lord. Nothing is by happenstance. Uh, uh, that God will lead us to where he wants us to be to hear what it is we need to hear to prepare us for what he has purposed, that we may hear the word of the Lord for our purpose and destiny in him. So all of those that, that are listening even now, I believe more than anything, no matter what your journey has been like, no matter how many trials and tribulations that you've gone through, no matter how many lies people have told on you, uh, no matter how many times you were uh, kicked to the curb, no matter how many times somebody ignored you, no matter how many times you've gone, you know, and, and, and penniless and without stuff and things and without friends and family, no matter what your struggle has been, no matter what God has allowed you to go through, God is a promise keeper and he is going to do just what he said. No matter, it may not look like it even at this moment. Everything may seem dry and barren, but I truly believe with all of my heart that this is the appointed time and that it will happen suddenly. And even in the word that we received on last week, God showed us in Second Samuel 9 uh, when he was talking to David and he was uh, asking God about going, uh, the people, the uh, 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 kings that were in uh, our armies that were after him and, and was asking God for instructions. So as we ask God for instructions, as we ask God for direction, uh, God is going to give us the direction, the instruction, whatever we are asking him for, he's going to answer us. And he said, he told him what to do and how to do it, and he said and, and he said that he was going to hear a sound. And when he heard that sound, which was a supernatural sound, then he was to move quickly. So God is going to give us the instruction so that when we hear the sound, we will be able to move quickly to go forward and to do whatever the instruction is, which will bring about the manifestation of the abundance. And, of course, we know David, when he followed the instructions, he did what the Lord said, and he was able to overtake the people uh, that were after him and possess all that they had had and, and destroyed what was not a, a, a blessing to God. And so it's the same thing with us as God gives us those instructions that we too have to, to listen for that sound, listen for that specific word, that, that specific instruction that God is going to give us. And then, and, and again, that this is the appointed time of suddenly, God said quickly, 
quickly, as we move quickly, because uh, he that's, he said that's the indicator that he's gone before us, and, and I, I believe, again, that that appointed time is a window of opportunity that we have to uh, adhere to it and not allow it to uh, uh, us moving too slowly to cause us to miss that open window before the Lord that we're able to go forward in that which God has purposed for us to receive the abundance of what God is speaking and what God has promised each one of us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So we talked about the again the the, the new covenant and, and even in the the um the New Testament, all of that, of course, is in the Old Testament and the New Testament throughout. If you search the scripture, you will see Abram's, uh, Abraham's name mentioned many times in the scripture. And so, again, that covenant is was still operative during the New Testament time. And, of course, we are in the new New Testament time because we are in the end time, and this is the last dispensation um, that and we know that soon that that Jesus is, the sky is going to be open and Jesus is going to come back for us. But before that happens, that which God has purposed for each one of us is going to manifest. And again, I believe more than anything that this is the time of abundance, and this is what this 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 um, covenant was, is all about: is abundance. But again, it's not just. Abundance in the material is abundance in the spiritual as well. And we know that God holds nothing back and it's all the more when it's the spiritual. And I, I looked at some of the scripture where, um, and we can just look at that one in uh, Matthew 14. And this is, of course, where Jesus feeds the 5,000. And, and, of course, they, he had been teaching them, and, and, and so they were in a desert place, and they said the time was past. So they you knew the people were hungry, and Jesus wanted to feed them. And, of course, they did not have much out there in the desert. But, again, the supernatural power of God, it doesn't matter where you are in your walk, in how dry things appear. You may be in a desert place. You may be in a dry place right now. But we know that it doesn't matter where you are. God is the God of the impossible. He can do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. There are no limits to what our God can do. He's able to do more than enough, give more than enough, because, again, he is the all-sufficient God. He is our source. So, again, whatever we stand in need of, by faith, we receive it right now in the name of Jesus. So the, with the, with the um, two fish and the five loaves of bread, uh, uh, Jesus was able to feed the 5,000, and that's just the men. That's not counting the children and the, and the women. So we know that there were many more. And then at, in verse 20 and 21, it says, And they did all eat and were filled. They were filled. That means they were full. They had more than enough. When you get full, you're stuffed. And they took up of the fragments that remained 12 baskets full. And they that had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. So, again, they're more than enough, more than enough, overflow, overflow. So they did not, even in that circumstance, Jesus could have just, you know, prayed and God just gave them just enough so they would be full and they would go on. But he said more than enough. 
more than enough, more than enough. So there has remaining 12 baskets full. So I don't know how many, how big the baskets were. I know during that time they had huge baskets. So with God being done, I believe that they were the huge baskets, but the bottom line is they had more than enough. There was overflow, 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 overflow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm, hallelujah. And the same thing in Mark 6. It talks about this, the same instance again. They took up 12 baskets of fragments, and that's uh, Mark 6, verse 43. And they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments and of the fish. And they did eat of the loaves, and where again the five thousand. So again, more than enough, more than enough. And we know about the four thousand. And they took about, I think there were seven baskets that were left over, um, uh, of more than enough, more than enough. And that's the message that God is 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 giving us today. That more than enough, with the blessings manifest. He said abundance. The God of more than enough, the God of abundance, the God of overflow, 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 the God of no more limits, no more limits. When the Israelites were released from the from the uh, uh, captivity and they were from Egypt, they left with wealth, they left with stuff that they did not have. And I believe as God is releasing us into the fullness of that which he has purposed for us, that we're coming out with more than enough because God knows what we need to be able to do what he's called us to do. And he gave them more than enough in all of the uh, gold and all of all of the precious stones and all of that was so that they would ha- be able to go forth and worship him. And we worship the Lord by how we live and by what we do and being obedient and being the witness. Is God has called, <coughs> excuse me called us to be so we're gonna have more than enough. We have we have more than enough. We have more than enough in the spirit, and we're gonna have more than enough in the natural. And I believe again that's why God is speaking this word to those that are listening even now that you will have more than enough if we don't have it now. And I believe that it's going to be a suddenly. I believe that as we believe God and walk by faith and not by sight. That, that that will cause the release of the abundance of whatever we're believing for, that it shall be manifested. Again, it's not about what we see. We don't want to be like Peter walking on the water and taking his eyes off of Jesus and looking at the, the uh, elements around him and the results of the wind and the storm. Don't look at the storm. Don't look at the rain. Don't look at the uh, elements and the results of the storm. Look at Jesus. Look at God. Look at his promises. What is he saying? in his word and standing on his word, that's what caused him to be able to walk on water, his faith and belief in Jesus. And when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. But how many know that even though he began to sink when he cried out, so as we cry out, as we feel ourselves sinking because we've taken our eyes off of, 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 of the word, off of the promises of God and put our eyes on our circumstances, he said, all you have to do is cry out and he will catch you. He will not let you fall. He who is able to keep you from falling, and he is able to keep us from falling. He said we will not be ashamed. He said we will not be ashamed. He will not allow us to be ashamed in the name of Jesus. 
So we thank the Lord even now that we will not be ashamed, that we will continue to hold on to the promises of God to do what God has purposed for our lives, having more than enough, more than enough to pay our bills, more than enough to pay our tithes and our offerings, more than enough that we're able to be a blessing in the way that God has purposed for us. Because, again, God has given all of us a vision, whether you're working in the church or whether you're working in a regular business, whatever it is, God has a purpose that he has ordained for your life, and he will make sure that you're able to complete whatever it is he's told you to do, whatever it is he's shown you, he will make sure that you're able to do it. So whatever is lacking, God is fulfilling it even now. I declare it and decree it in the name of Jesus. God is doing just what he said, and we are the children. We walk by faith and not by sight. In the mighty name of Jesus, and in Galatians uh, uh, four and uh, I'm sorry three and twenty six, it says, "For you are all children of God through faith in Jesus Christ." And then and then skipping down to twenty nine and says, "And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are His heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you." God's promise to Abraham belongs to me, belongs to you, belongs to all those within the body of Christ who are willing to believe and receive and accept it. Even if you don't believe it, it still belongs to you. It still belongs to you. But my prayer is that we will take hold and receive and believe today all that God has purposed for us, his children. He said, you are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you, <clears throat> belongs to you, excuse me. And we know that we are joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ, so it all belongs to Jesus, it all belongs to us. And I thank God that we're grabbing hold right now by faith that it all belongs to us. It all belongs to us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. It all belongs to us. And in and, 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 um, uh, Hebrews eleven seventeen, it says, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered his only begotten son. But we know that he didn't have to do anything but his body. Faith by faith by faith. It was by faith that Isaac promised promised blessings for the future of his sons, Jacob and Esau. And we go on and on. He said, by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's children, Joseph's sons, and bowed and worshipped as he leaned on his staff. It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. He even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left. So it was by faith. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They said that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of life. 
It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. When then the the Egyptians tried to follow, they were drowned. It was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. It was by faith that Rahab, the prostitute, was not destroyed with the people in her city. Uh, who refused to obey God. She had been given a friendly welcome to the spies. It was by faith. It was by faith. It was by faith. It was by faith even with us. It is by faith even today that we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that all that God has purposed, it shall be done in the lives of God's people. Father God, I thank you right now in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. By faith, we receive your promises. We receive the abundance. We receive the fact that you are the all-sufficient God, the almighty God, the God of more than enough, the God of the overflow, the God where there is no Jesus, we thank you right now. It is by faith we receive the promises of God, just as Abraham did, just as all of his descendants have done, just as the Lord Jesus Christ who went through the cross. It was by faith that he was able to get on the cross knowing that he would rise in three days, just as he had said. By faith he rose again in the name of Jesus. It was his faith that caused all that God has purposed throughout the scriptures to be manifested. It is by faith that we shall of God's promises. It is by faith that we will receive everything that God has purposed for our lives and walk in the fullness in Jesus' mighty name. It is by faith in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we just thank you right now, and I thank you, each and every one of you, for listening to the Higher Design for Living Radio broadcast. In Jesus' mighty name, by faith, we receive the fullness of God's purpose and his plan, the abundance, the overflow, in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. By faith, we call it done. In agreement with God Almighty, we receive an agreement. We stand in agreement with the word of God. Even now, the power of agreement being manifested by faith, we stand in agreement in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. God bless you and thank you. And join us again next week, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. To God be all the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.